Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for kingdom conversations with kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Caleb McCall, and I will be guiding you through the word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Hello and welcome in to episode 17 on the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Caleb McCall. I am so excited that you would join us for today's episode. I was spending time with the Lord earlier, and uh, right before I jumped on, um, the Lord just delivered a message to me that um, is something that I've preached before, but I'm just excited to share it with you today. Uh, this word can be life-changing if you will apply it to your life, and I believe that God's going to do something incredible on the show today. Because I feel like preaching. Amen. Does anybody else want to hear the word of God? I know I can't hear you, but you can hear me. Just go ahead and give God a shout of praise wherever you're at right now. Give him a hand clap. Freak out the people next to you in your cubicle or wherever you're listening to the show today. Just go ahead and turn up, turn loose for Jesus. I'm about to preach this word today. Because I came with an encouragement today. Come on, somebody. I came with a message today that's entitled, Don't Forget Who's In Your Boat. Because I came to tell somebody today that Jesus is for you. He's not against you, that he loves you, that he cares for you, that he has a plan and that he has a purpose for your life. And we're going to be reminded of that today. So if you got your Bibles or wherever you're listening to the podcast today, turn over to Mark chapter 4. And verses 35 through 41, Um, let's start there in verse 35. It says, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Y'all pay attention to that real quick. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. Pay attention to that. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. How many of you have ever felt like God was asleep on you before? Uh, and then they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be? that even the wind and the sea obey him. Father God, over the next couple of moments over the airwaves, I pray that you would touch the hearts and the minds of your people today, the minds of your children, the hearts of your children, Father God, and that they would be encouraged with this word that you have delivered unto me to share with them. Help me to preach this word with anointing and power today. Lord, let it fall, the seed fall on good soil, God, And may it bless them and may it bless you when they get the revelation that you are in the boat with them. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And the church said, Amen. So the first thing I want to show you from our initial text this morning is that Jesus is asking for you to keep it moving. Come on, somebody. The Bible says that they got into the boat and they went to the other side. They did not say or they did not stay stagnant, right? It's so easy to get caught up in our successes or even our setbacks. But I've come to encourage somebody today that Jesus is saying, 
jump in the boat with me and let's head over to the other side. Let's keep it moving. We've got a kingdom agenda to accomplish. And for some of us, that looks like just getting into the boat where faith can be exercised. You know, here in a second, I'm getting to the storm and not forgetting who is with us. But some of us have to work up enough faith and courage to step off dry land and get in that rinky dinky boat on the ocean called ministry where the tempest and the storms actually come. And let me clarify what I mean by ministry, too, because your life is ministry. Come on, somebody. It ain't just about preaching and teaching. Ministry isn't always about a pulpit and a microphone. Ministry is when you're at work and the person hurting who needs to hear the gospel knows exactly who to, who to turn to in rough times because you're living, living this thing out before them and they can sense that something is different about you. Help us, Lord. And what that is, what that difference is, is that you're filled with the one who can calm the storms in the sea. Come on. You're filled with the one who can calm the storms in the sea. You're filled with the master of the land and the sea. You're filled with the one who knows every circumstance and has every answer. And his name is Jesus. You know, what's funny about these hurricanes and major storms on the sea is that it is the perfect atmosphere and environment for these type of things to happen. It takes the perfect collide of warm air, cold air, hot air, wind, rain to create these powerful hurricanes that we see on the oceans these days. I don't think it's any accident that we're in the middle of a hurricane season when the Lord delivers this word unto me to share with you today. So we understand that 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 it takes the perfect environment and atmosphere it takes the perfect collide of warm air and cold air and hot air and wind rain all these things that create these powerful storms that we see on the oceans today so it's easy to see why jesus in his foreknowledge knowing a great tempest a powerful storm is coming that he gets in a boat and sends him and the disciples out because if you look at this with a kingdom perspective, watch this. The storm is the perfect atmosphere for Jesus to show up and show you his glory. Come on, somebody. The atmosphere of a storm in your life is conducive for a manifestation of his power, his goodness, his faithfulness, his love, compassion, mercy, and miracle working power. So let me give you my first point today. And I'm preaching to myself here. Watch this. Number one, don't be surprised when storms come in your life while being a Christian and a believer. It is actually an opportunity for God to show you his goodness, mercy and miracle working power that is available unto you. Can I just share with you today that I'm over complaining about the storms and the raging sea and my Christian walk because guess what? If you're brave enough to get in the boat called the Christian walk, storms are coming and life will rear its ugly head. Heard a brother say one time, if you haven't crossed the enemy today, you might be heading in the same direction. Mm. But watch this. Jesus is in my boat. And I understand that my victory is in him. And even if through prayer, I have to wake him up that it, so that he will speak the words 
to calm the storm, I'm good with it. Even if I have to go through a little shaking, even if I have to go through a little tossing, I'm good with it because I know the storm has a purpose. And if my God is for me, who can be against me? What would happen to the church today if we would begin to start looking at the trials and the tribulations and the tough things and the hard things and the loss of life and the brokenness and the heartache and the troubles and the tribulations and the trials and the storms? What if we began to look at them with a new light and with a new perspective. And what is that perspective? That the storm is the conducive environment for miracle working power. I feel the Holy Ghost. Since I said something a minute ago about him being asleep, let's talk about that for a minute. Because in the middle of a storm in your life, it's easy to think that Jesus is asleep on you. But let me encourage you not to look at that fact, but the fact that he's in the boat with you. Man, that's good. Let me say that again. Because in the middle of a storm in your life, it is easy to think that Jesus is asleep on you. It's easy to say, God, where are you at? What is going on? But let me encourage you not to look at that fact, but the fact that he is in the boat with you. Let me share with you today. Jesus isn't confined by a regular human body anymore. He is wrapped in glory, seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding on your behalf. I also love the fact that this story shared he was asleep because it showed his humanity being tired while in ministry. Help me, Lord. All you ministers out there, all you folks in ministry out there, let me encourage you that Jesus understands and knows what it's like to be tired while toiling in ministry and walking the earth to and fro and trying to bless people and praying for people and having people pull on your heart, having people pull on your talents and giftings, having people pull on your mentality and your mind and your thoughts. Jesus knows what it's like to be tired. Jesus knows what it's like to be in a storm. But the difference is that he has a mentality of God is with me. But this this thing of him being tired while in ministry, it makes me think of Hebrews 415 makes a lot more sense because we know that we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. Ministry leaders, ministers of the gospel, the people of God, God understands what it's like to be tired. My friend, Jesus knows about your situation. Jesus knows what it's like to be tired. Jesus knows what it's like for the storms of life to hit. But the difference is he's the one who has peace that surpasses all understanding in his hand. Don't keep your eye on the storm. Keep it on him and do not forget who's in your boat. Look at verse 36 and 37. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling up. Did you guys catch that? Because watch this. This is the only version in the synoptic gospels that share the fact that there was other boats around when this took place. I might lose my mind preaching on this podcast today. I feel like preaching this thing because watch this. Sometimes the storms that roll up in your life ain't even about you. Maybe the Lord got you out there on the water knowing that other people are following and it's time to build other people's faith. It's time for him to manifest his glory through you because watch this. Jesus was the only one in was only in one boat. Jesus was only in one boat out there. But when Jesus said, peace, be still, 
everyone else around them benefited, I could stop preaching right there and it would be good. I feel the Holy Ghost in this moment right here and right now. Because look, if there was a storm at Jesus' boat, it was a storm at all the other boats around them. But Jesus was in the boat and when he said, peace be still, everyone else around got delivered from the same storm. Do you realize who's in your boat this morning? I'll tell you who it is. It's the Prince of Peace. He's the Lion of Judah. He's the great I am, and even the wind and the waves obey him. Look, guys, if there's a storm around you and the enemy is attacking you, it's probably in the vicinity and affecting many others around you. Hello, probably your loved ones, you know, the ones that you live with. But maybe, just maybe, if you will realize that the calm in the storm is already with you, he's in your boat, he's on your side, he is for you and he is not against you. And if you begin to manifest him and begin to speak to the storm, peace be still in the name of Jesus, not only you, but the ones around you who are affected by the circumstances would come to know that there is a God in heaven who is for you and he's not against you and his name is Jesus. Mm. Help me Lord. Help us God. Which brings me to my next point. Look at verse 38. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow and they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care? That we are perishing. Here's one of the second points I want to I want to give you today. When he's in your boat, you don't have to plead your case with him. That'll preach right there. When he is in your boat, you don't have to plead your case with him. Now, hear me out. I'm not telling you not to make your request known to God. The word says with prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. But what I am saying is that when storm comes, when storms come or the attack of the enemy is there in your life, he knows If you're really walking with him, he is there in the boat with you. He's there in your life with you. He knows exactly what's going on around you. He knows the chaos. He knows the brokenness. He knows the divorce. He knows when the husband and the wife walks out. He knows when you're dealing with addiction. He knows when you've got so much pride in your life. He knows when you're dealing with issues and you got the storm all around you. Let me explain it like this. And this is where this message was born out of a couple of years ago, actually. But the testimony I'm going to share with you is intense because I was being attacked on all sides by an individual. And he was making up things, lies, making up accusations, talking plum crazy um, about me. And it was a storm. It was beginning to affect my heart and my mentality and everything that I was dealing with. I'm like, God, I'm trying to, I'm trying to serve you. I'm doing nothing but helping people. I've laid down my life. I've laid down everything. God, what in the world is going on with this? All kind of accusations, lies, and just craziness was being spoke about this person. And I remember praying one day and I was like, God, what are you doing? God, what is going on? going on and I began to plead my case. I began to start to tell God about all the things that I was doing and all the sacrifices that I was making. And God, why would you let this happen? I'm living for you. I truly am living for you now. Why would this happen? And that's where I was going with it. But God stopped me dead in my tracks before I began to plead my case. And I heard him say, you don't have to plead your case with me. I'm here. 
I pray that touches somebody today. And I'm here to tell you today that you don't have to plead your case with Jesus. He's with you and he knows. He knows about the storm going on in your life. He knows about that person making accusations. He knows about that person lying about you. He knows about the persecution that you're dealing with. He knows about the troubles in your marriage. He knows about the trouble in your finances. He knows about the troubles that you are facing on the earth right now. And I'm here to tell you that there's a calm in the storm. I feel the Holy Spirit of God right now. And his name is Jesus. He is enough and he's with you. He's for you. He's not against you. He is in the boat with you. You do not have to plead your case with him. But it's the same thing. What I was doing was the same thing that the, the, the disciples did here. They begin to plead their case with the Lord saying, they're perishing. God, what are you doing? God, do you want us to die? Do you not see the storm? We're about to die. Doesn't that sound familiar? God, are you asleep? Do you not see my relationship or my marriage? God, are you asleep? Do you not see my kids living like hell that you promised me would be saved? God, are you asleep? I'm still needing this physical healing in my body. God, I need you. Are you asleep? And I'm here to tell you today, he isn't asleep. He's in your boat waiting on you to exercise your faith. Verse 39, then he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea and said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Can I give you the good news that if Jesus is on your boat, that he is there to rebuke the storms and the raging winds of the sea? He is your defender. He is for you and not against you. He is the defender of your front and your rear. Did you know that's why he uses the comparison of a shepherd? Because a shepherd is the defender of the flock. Jesus is ready and willing to at any moment ask you. I'm sorry. He's willing at any moment. If you will ask him. To say peace to your situation. You know, there's also the flip side of this. Jesus will use the storm to actually prove things about your life. That you are changed, that you are different. He used this storm to prove to the disciples that he was the son of the living God. They believed on him after this. Who is this man that even the, the waves and the sea obey him? He used the storm to prove something about himself and he will use the storm to prove something about you as well. Because watch this, when that person was doing those things to me, saying that I was still on drugs, still selling drugs, cheating on my wife, making up all kind of crazy stuff about me. God used that storm in my life to actually prove that I was changed because people that knew me before knew that that would not have ended the way that it did. Had I not been a born again Christian and a changed man. He used that as a, as a testimony. The storm became a testimony in my life that God had done a work in me. Let the storm that you're going through in life be a testimony. Let it become a testimony that God is doing something incredible in your life and that you have a different mentality, a new heart and a new mind and a new spirit. And you see this for the right perspective because the storm is conducive of an atmosphere for the miracle working power of God to show up in your life. Let the storm do what it must, but never forget he is in the boat with you today. Thank you for tuning in to today's show.
if today blessed you, I'm encouraged by that. Please send me an email. Uh, send me a Facebook message if today encouraged you and just let us know. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. Be blessed. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit BeTheBushMinistries.com or MiriamHouse.com to become a monthly partner or for more info about our ministry and what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of God. You can also follow me on Facebook at Caleb McCall or on Instagram at Pastor Caleb Mack. See you next week.